For number two, I know this is not going to be popular, and I love cruising, but sometimes you just need a break. So my wish for 2020 is it, n- no more than than two and a half, three months of cruising uh, tops. That that's I I think that's that's all uh, that's all I can take from 2020, and then you know we'll reassess in 2021. Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 384. Every year, I dedicate one podcast episode to making wishes for cruises in the new year, and this year's edition is definitely different than in the past. Join me as I talk with Billy from CruiseAppet.com about what wishes we made last year and what we're hoping for in 2021. Here we go. Every year... Here on the Royal Caribbean Block Podcast, it's always a fun opportunity to make three wishes for the coming year and look back on our wishes from last year. We've been doing this for a number of years, and each year this has been a rewarding and fulfilling opportunity to kind of look back on the year of cruising. And this year's episode is going to be very different because I have a strange feeling that uh, all our predictions for 20 were way off on this. Nonetheless, tradition continues, and uh, we're going to continue doing that. And, of course, joining me on this uh, year's episode of the 2021 Wishes uh, is going to be uh, Billy from CruiseHabit.com. Welcome back to the podcast, Billy. Thank you. It is sometimes a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Generally, when cruise ships are going, it's a lot more of a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. So there, I've had I've had several uh, good days in 2020 so far, and this isn't necessarily one of them, but looking forward to it nonetheless. <laughs> well, you know, uh, the good news is, you know, like when uh, I don't know if you remember this in school, but if you're going to fail a test, you always wanted to fail the test when everybody failed the test. Like if the whole class failed it. You knew the teacher was going to like give you a reprieve or something on this, and I feel like this is one of those situations where at least everybody was wrong on this because obviously all our predictions just went right out the window right around uh, February to March. You sure? Because I feel like I may have, I may have actually said something about thinking that there was going to be like at best three months of cruising. I feel like that was in last year's podcast. Maybe I'm misremembering. <laughs> I think that, that must have been it. Somebody, and and if you had said that you would have been run out of, I mean, you've just been the, the village idiot. You know what I mean? It just would have been, I, yeah. I mean, there's, there was no predicting what was going to happen here this year, but you know, listen, we've got to look back on what happened and uh, also look forward to our predictions. So first thing we're going to do is look back at our 2020 predictions. So these are the predictions we made in December, 2019 about what we wanted to see uh, for cruises in 2020. And we had, as Billy said, a solid 10 to 12 weeks to work with. Like These things could have happened. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, I don't think they did. But we're going to go through these. So, uh, Billy, as the guest, why don't you start off with uh, your first uh, prediction from last year that you had? Uh, so, number one, I wanted later breakfast options. And a little selfish because I'm a late riser. But I see other people like rushing, doing that, you know, run either to the uh, to the buffet or I've heard to the main dining room. I don't know. It closes before I get get up. Uh, so I, I think others wanted this, too. And as far as I'm aware, um, 
no no line has announced this change. There have been a lot of announcements this year, but I have not seen that one. Have you? Negative. Uh, not in the 12 weeks they had cruises. No, I just didn't see that happening. So, sorry, that one uh, fell flat. Um, and along, along with mine, which was to clarify the dress code rules and enforce them. And uh, that still appears to be exactly the same here in December 2020 as it was in December 2019. Um I, I and I think and not only this, you know, looking at back at some of these, Billy Boy, if there's like a if, if Royal Caribbean or any cruise line for that matter has a list of priorities, these are so far down the list of priorities right now. Like they got to say that they got bigger fish to fry would be an understatement. Yeah, and you know, I'll wait until you get to the to the last one on your list, but I, um, to we can kind of recall this, but. It, it maybe it's a nice reminder for all of us uh, as to what's actually important. Uh, mm-hmm. And so maybe it'll actually help some of these things get done uh, in the future. I don't know. I'm not really an optimist, so I'm, I'm not, I, I don't get a lot of practice being optimistic. So sometimes I just say things, you know, it <laughs> uh, doesn't end up making sense. Uh, um, number two on your list. Yes. Number two on my list. And, and you know what, this one, I think, because we're going to have to try as hard as we can to make some of these come true, as is tradition. Uh, this might have happened. Don't know. Have no idea. Haven't tested it. No way to test it. No idea. Faster faster internet. Excuse me. And we discussed that. Um, as we've discussed, I, th- I think I put this every year just hoping. Um, yes, there is Voom. That's great. And when Voom first came out on Royal Caribbean, it was like, oh, my God, this is such a game changer. And it really was. But one, we didn't see a big um, acceleration, no pun intended, from there. And two, we saw inconsistency. We see inconsistency. What Voom means on one ship, um, you know, may involve like token ring, uh, whereas on another ship, it's uh, nearly an experience that you would have on land. Um, so we'll, we'll see when uh, when we get back on board if any of that came true. But I've not seen any announcement. That said, this is the type of improvement that they might not inclined to it because what are you going to do at Royal Caribbean going to come out and say hey hey guys we know we've been selling you Voom at the same price on Brilliance of the Seas for years as we did on the other ships but uh, <laughs> uh, while things were shut down we made it not terrible so uh, I don't know that they would tell us if that was happening anyway yeah it's it's an interesting point this goes to I think more question first of all there's a lot of people Billy who are now googling token ring and second of all, there are, uh, I think this is a, the, a case, of the, the marketing department, the fact that when Royal Caribbean switched from um, Voom to, the, initially when Voom came out, there was Voom and then there was not Voom, just internet. And then across the fleet, everything goes start being started calling Voom, which I think is, again, more of the marketing department run amok, but that's a different story for a different day. Um, you know, it, it's, this is, I would love to, at some point, we should. Uh, I have to find somebody. It's like we should find someone who's smarter than either of us, who like knows about the nature of satellite internet technologies, and you know where my perception has always been that part of the problem also is that there is a limited uh, range of options available. Um, you know, satellite internet options um, are not exactly at the forefront of things. I know that Elon Musk, I think, was at one point working on something like this, but this was not related to cruise ships, more just like getting the internet everywhere in the world, but. Um, I wonder what kind of advances there are being done to make internet faster, cheaper, more affordable, and easier to access in remote places like the middle of the ocean, as an example. Um, that might be where the future goes as opposed to cruise ship-based internet. But uh, And then, of course, there's the whole thing that Princess, there's been a little bit of a war, honestly, I've seen um, between you know what Princess has said about their internet, claiming it to be the fastest, I believe, 
And then there's a famous quote that I, I shared, I think, a while ago on somewhere on either our Facebook page or YouTube page of Michael Bailey, Royal Caribbean CEO, saying, we always have the fastest internet. It'll be the fastest. It is the fastest. And uh, kind of reminds me of the cell phone wars in, in a little bit. Um, and, and the condition that things are in, sometimes it makes me think more of junkyard wars. <laughs> but uh, the so Princess and Royal Caribbean um, both... I don't want to say use, I'll say tout the same um, provider, O3B. And the reason I, I don't say use the same is because I think one of the big differences, and we've talked about this before, is that some of the ships just never got the newer equipment, right? Um, whether it was for O3B as a provider or for O3B's newest generation of technology. Um, there's a lot of costs there. I get that. Um, and, and I think that's one of the reasons, at least when we're talking about areas that we know their service that there's good quality service from O3B in the Caribbean, let's say, right? Um, when you get into the middle of the Atlantic, yeah, there are other concerns. Elon Musk's thing is very interesting. And, and uh, I don't remember if that's geostationary or not, um, but it, it's an interesting project nonetheless. And, and some of these systems, even if the companies wanted to do everything they could, they're higher altitudes, you have increased latency and you have greater interruption of signals, especially uh, with movement. So all sorts of considerations, but uh, we'll see. There's definitely been time. I, you know, cruise lines are um, Royal Caribbean and others are, I'm sure, not wanting to spend extra money right now. However, uh, I do know for, for certain that there have been some projects that they said, well, this needs to get done and it's going to get done while we're out of service. So who who knows? Uh, maybe we'll get to quickly download this podcast and find out that we're right uh, when we say all brilliance of the seas in January of 2023. There you go. Uh, my number two from 2020 predictions was the I wanted a new margarita menu in an effort to save the best thing from Sabor other than the guacamole. Well, wish granted uh, indirectly um, in the sense that Sabor isn't going anywhere. The only, uh, a silver lining to the fact that the cruise lines have been shut down, have had no income at all for many, many months is that Royal Caribbean has no money to get rid of uh, Sabor on Harmony or on Liberty of the Seas. So they, she did get, they get rid of it on Freedom. But hey, uh, this, is, this is the best, this is like the, a temporary reprieve, like the governor calling, be like, hey, we can't electrocute you because we don't have enough money to pay the bill uh, for the electric chair. So good news, you get to live for a couple more months. So yay, I guess. Sure. I mean, you know, t take victories where you can. Now, granted, um, it's still gone from ships that once had it, right? So uh, this is a bit like, um, uh, <laughs> you know, well, I know you really wanted a puppy for Christmas. Um, we didn't get you a puppy, but uh, we've left town. You're staying with your friends, uh, staying at your friend's house for the next six months, and they have a puppy. So, you know, <laughs> um, the... I was thinking, I don't remember if we talked about it on last year's episode or not. Um, Boleros would be like a great logical place for them to do this. Yeah. Because they already have extra ingredients and stuff. And that's one of the challenges, right? Yeah, everyone wants fresh handmade drinks, but really makes the bars larger and, and falls more maintenance. But uh, we'll see. All right. And what was your last uh, prediction or wish, for, I should say, for, for 2020? Well, Matt, you know I'm a multitasker. Mm -hmm. uh, in that I can browse Reddit while doing almost anything. Ask my boss. And uh, I wanted uh, dinner shows on Royal Caribbean. Now, NCL um, has been doing this uh, for some time, and a couple other lines, to, to a lesser extent, have dinner show options. And I just thought it would be a great thing to see where uh, it would help with scheduling, 
Um, it would offer some additional diversity of entertainment and dining all, all at once. Uh, I thought it'd be a, a neat and beneficial experience for folks. Um, I, I don't I don't think anyone has had dinner or a show on a ship in a while. <laughs> womp womp. Yeah, uh, yeah. And 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 my last one was to uh, eliminate smoking in the casinos, um, which surprisingly hasn't happened. Actually, I'm I, I had kind of a open discussion on this on on a live broadcast I was doing recently, and I didn't want to get too far into the weeds of how nic not nicotine, but um, the 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 stuff, the particles that are exhaled in in cigarette smoke, are those do those do those inherently kill? Um, coronavirus because uh it is still you can still uh, on quantum of the seas which is the first royal current ship to resume service uh you can still smoke in the casino which is kind of surprising but again i'm wondering if perhaps all that particulates that are in cigarette smoke again kill the virus so thus that's that's why it's a lot i'm not sure i haven't seen i'm not, I'm not even sure if there's been any medical research on the effects of that but um Nonetheless, uh, my wish. Did I, not I feel like we should cut this part for liability because now someone's going to say, uh, yeah, Matt, Matt Hotchberg, he said that uh, if you just smoke, no problem with the COVID. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now cut in that like 1950s commercial with some doctor who's like, I think doctors smoke Winston's. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to move on to our 2021 predictions. Knowing full well, Billy, it is highly unlikely we're going to be as wrong in 2021 as we were in 2020. I mean, it really can't be worse, right? <laughs> that's why That's why I'm trying to, just to make sure that it can't be worse, because I follow your logic. But, you know, as, as everyone says, these are unprecedented times. So I'm keeping the bar low here. Like, you know, number one, check in. Okay. I just want to be able to get to a cruise terminal. You know, did that happen? Okay, good, good. So cruise these got are, canceled after I got fine. These are our wishes for um for what we what would love to see Royal Caribbean do in 2021. And yes, the Aladdin rules of wishing do apply. We cannot wish for uh, anyone to be killed. We cannot wish for anybody to fall in love, and we can't bring people back from the dead. That's just it's not pretty either way. So with that aside. <laughs> We're going to try to make, we think, realistic wishes. Again, not also wishing for, like, you know, uh, some absurd, uh, unrealistic experience. Um, we're trying to be as real as we can here. And as the guest, Billy, I'm going to allow you to uh, go first with your first wish for cruises in 2021. You are so kind. So number one is something I actually thought of several weeks ago. Um, on my, my television, when I'm not watching TV, it just scrolls through random photos I've taken, semi-random photos I've taken. And I saw a picture of a guest services desk. And I realized that there's an improvement that lines could make that would improve the guest experience while also uh, potentially reducing costs or not costing something, I should say. Uh, and that is shoreside handling of customer service calls on board ships. So... Uh, this is something I think Royal is better suited to do than many other lines having to do with their size for one um, consistency as much as they're inconsistent sometimes from ship to ship, but overall as a company uh, consistency, even across certain brands and certain ways they handle things um, and, uh, and other factors. Uh, I, I think they're well positioned to make it so that um, when you call guest services while on board, that call can potentially be routed to a shoreside uh, call center that could help you with things. Cause 
if, if you spend time in line and guest services on a Royal Caribbean ship, you will hear folks bringing up uh, the nine out of 10 guests have the same types of questions, right? And they're things that don't need to be answered by someone on the ship. They might need to be answered by someone who has access to, you know, your booking information, who uh, can look in the uh, the uh, cruise compass um, or, um, or or other, uh, you know, they, they'll, they'll need access to some information, but they don't need to physically be there. And there are times, it's happened to me on Royal Caribbean and other lines as well, it's not picking on Royal Caribbean, that I've called guest services from my stateroom or from a public phone on the ship. And it just rings and rings and rings. And it's because they're busy. They're trying to help the people that are standing right in front of them. I understand that 100%. So we have high-ish speed internet on much of the fleet. Um, route those calls when, you know, when there's overflow, when, when, the, when guest service is busy, to, uh, to a call center on land it would make it so that people don't have to wait as long to get quick and easy answers. It would make it so that guest services isn't as stretched. And it, I think it makes for happier employees and happier uh, cruisers. And it's not something that seems like moving mountains, really. I've always thought, by the way, this is a great idea for like drive throughs at fast food restaurants. Like if you're going through Starbucks, you don't need to talk to actually the person who's there. Like you would think that from a staffing perspective, it would be cheaper for these companies to do that exact idea. Um, for yeah. drive-through, um, <laughs> that, that's just an aside, but it's, I think it's a great idea. I don't know. This is again going to be a bigger question. I love I love the idea. I'm just not sure how the logistics is. I know that shoreside versus shipside traditionally, I, I think this is true of all cruise lines, has been very separated. They're very, yeah. uh, and part of it is technology, and I think part of it has also just been organizational, um, where it's like you know. They're, they're different domains and you know all big companies kind of see these kind of things sure, it, it's a paradigm adjustment in that way but yeah. you know i don't think it's anything that would be insurmountable no, um i agree it's a very actually with the today's you know technology and everything like that i mean assuming costs aren't prohibitively expensive for, for that i think it's a wonderful idea i mean so many i agree so many of the issues that people have for guest services are don't actually require you to guest services um they're yeah. frequently asked question type material more than anything yep absolutely um, and the um, and and I love when I'm in the guest services line and I see one guest services um, crew member walking up and down the line asking what your question is because that saves everybody so much time. But that's like your idea, Billy, is like the next evolution of that. So that if you have a question, and a lot of cases, even building stuff, I mean, you can just call them up, and be like, you know, here's my thing. Okay, you know, we can't answer that or we can't. You have to go down to guest services for that. Okay, but if they can save me a trip down there, I, I'm all for that. So yeah. that's uh, another way, by the way, to handle this is book a Royal Caribbean blog group cruise. Matt will answer all your questions. <laughs> Boy, where's the asterisk on that statement? <laughs> Matt's luck just may or may not be up here. <laughs> Somebody pretending to be Matt. <laughs> Outsourced. <laughs> nice. All right, my number one, boy, you went, you went for a nice little cutesy, like, hey, that's a good one to start with. Yay. And, and it's a good one. I went for the jugular. I went for, I'm going for a fair shake from the CDC. I'm not looking for favoritism. I'm not looking for, um, uh, you know, uh, some, uh, a new government law that comes in the favor of the cruise lines. I'm just looking for a, a like I said, a fair shake. Uh, the idea that the CDC is going to come into this in this period now we're approaching where the new protocols and procedures are being um, 
uh, you know, put to the test and test sailings and all that, that the cruise lines have the opportunity to demonstrate in the academic sense of the word, and then obviously be be based on that. Let them show that they've got the the goods, the 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 wherewithal in order to be able to restart cruises safely. And you know, uh, bargaining from a from a fair standpoint, I think is really what I'm looking for here. And I don't think that's much of a request. To be perfectly honest, I would hope this would be the thing to th- this would be the the standard um, you know operating mode anyway. But I really do hope that there this that the uh, conditional sale order is not the new the 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 new version of the of the old uh, no sale order with a different name, um, as the who once famously said, "Meet the new boss, same as the old boss." Like uh, I, I hope that's not the case. Well, let me start by saying, uh, Matt, it is December of 2020, mm-hmm. uh, and you've just said that you want the opportunity for cruises to resume fairly. You're so bold, t- taking such a strong stance. You're, what a leader, Matt. Um, but yes, I agree that that is important. And to a lot of people, um, thinking that that is um, that this is a kind of short-term thing, I'll, I'll argue it's not. Because whenever you think cruising can start, and even when cruising can and does start, mm-hmm. it is not um, as simple as okay, we turned it back on, right? This is yeah. it's going to be um, a very long time before uh, COVID nineteen is a non-issue. I agree. It's not a matter of oh, when some people get vaccinated, when everyone who wants to gets vaccinated. Um, It's across so many different countries. Think about, okay, so when do 19-year-olds in Indonesia get vaccinated? Because cruise lines are going to care about that a lot, right? So this isn't something that goes away once cruising starts. This is something that I will be shocked if it is not part of the conversation uh, through the end of 2021. doesn't mean that cruising won't happen much earlier than that. Uh, but you're right. So even if cruising started, I think that that fair shake is important. Um, if for no other reason than looking at things analytically, aggregating a lot of data and having scientists, people of science and professionals look at it will help make things safer on land and on uh, ships independent of or, or in addition outside of COVID, right? Um, people are going to look at things very differently now very, very differently. So even if we fast forward a year, um, people will be much more concerned about uh, certain health and sanitary practices uh, of guests and of cruise lines. So yes, that fair shake needs to happen so that we can actually learn and improve as an industry uh, far beyond the day that, uh, that I get a vaccination and or that uh restrictions are dropped for certain cruise ports yep uh, and it reminds me a lot billy what you're saying reminds me a lot of uh after 9-11 where the news cycle mm-hmm. is constantly about that and i remember openly wondering when is the new when am i going to turn on the news and it's not going to be about terrorism and that's kind of like what it is now maybe there will be a day where it's not you know COVID's not going to be part of the news cycle at all i don't know when that's going to be but you know it's going to start out with maybe moving down to the first break you know it's it's the after story then it's after weather then it's after sports and then you know maybe it's not mentioned at all but uh it's gonna be a gradual thing no question about it so 
Um, and it gets relabeled, right? Because yes. it becomes health and safety concerns. So we don't on a daily basis hear about 9-11 anymore, but we still hear about um, security concerns, right? And part of that is because we had this major event and it reshaped the way we thought about things. And part of it is because we were kind of blind as, as, a, as a culture, uh, to some things that many other cultures weren't. So while there were security concerns in other parts of the world, yep. trust me, if you cruised out of some parts of the world or did any sort of travel throughout many parts of the world before 9/11, you, you know that, right? Uh, they brought th that that became mainstream for for the U.S. as well. Uh, and the same is true with now perhaps pandemic safety uh, measures that were, um, while very different now were very familiar to a number of other countries that had had serious outbreaks of, of various diseases. So I don't think we'll stop uh, hearing about the topic. We'll stop hearing the name at some point. Um, but the research and the learnings that we have to do is still yep. really important. And we can't do that uh, unless and until the cruise industry gets treated uh, like other industries. That, that's, that's essentially what I'm looking for. So. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that. So, all right, uh, that was uh, number one. How about your number two, Billy? Number two. Um, <laughs> so, I made this list, and then I read this website, RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, and it turns out this kind of became a thing today, the day we recorded this. So, what I wanted to see was app-based check-in on uh, for all ships and all ports. And the reason it's it's several one if if you've gone on a cruise Royal Caribbean or uh, or Celebrity or even just another company entirely and done an app based check in you know it really smooths things out it speeds things up uh, fantastic experience less congestion uh, just in every way it's a positive thing in in my experience uh, so I wanted to see this because one of the the, the biggest pain of cruising um, other than like if you're flying to get there and those logistics is just at the beginning, that check-in process. And I thought, well, now that uh, uh, technology has continued to advance on ships, but especially with um, related to, to COVID stuff, it's kind of forced, um, forced hands in some way. I thought this is the time. This is the time to make it so that you always check in via app. And um, like I said, as, uh, as I discovered in one of today's articles on the RoyalCrimblog.com, they were recording this. Uh, yeah, it looks like that's going to be a thing that uh, I'll guess. And I'm sure there will be ways of handling this for if somebody doesn't have a smartphone, you know, and things like that. But I'll guess uh, we'll be using the app for, for check-in and for, for other things. Uh, and I think that's that will do several things beyond enhancing check-in. It also makes guests more – it forces guests to realize that there is an app there. So – uh, kind of like the guest service thing when someone says, oh, well, what time is muster? I haven't picked up, um, you know, the, the daily schedule yet. Well, actually, it's right in the app. Well, they'll already have the exposure to the app. I think it'll just smooth out the cruise experience overall. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, you know what they say, Billy. Now is the time. Now is the best time um, for these kinds of things. So, hey. Best time it, of our lives. <laughs> it's like uh, to say once every episode. It's it's working out well. Um, I, I'll say this: the I, the it's funny you mentioned this because um, so the day we're recording this is the same day that the article went up on RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com about the fact that Royal Caribbean says that the app is going to be required when cruises restart and check-in times are a big part of that. We're already seeing that in in Singapore on Quantum of the Seas where they actually tell guests in their welcome board email that they send a couple days before the sailing 
Uh, please arrive on time for your scheduled time. If you arrive early, you're going to be denied boarding until you your time arrives. Like these are scheduled for a reason, which is a big departure from what they used to have, which was that scheduled times were always just like a you know uh, more of a vague su- suggestion. Suggestion, right? They're they're they weren't really enforced at all. Um, what's interesting <laughs> is uh, if you're looking for some entertainment, get some popcorn and head on over to our Facebook page at Royal Caribbean Blog because uh, there's. The issue that you brought up, Billy, about making it easier and simpler, boy, I'm on board with it. But there are some people who think that uh, having to use your phone for cruise planning is the uh, is the work of the devil, my friend. Well, and I please, if anyone's upset about what I'm about to say, it's Matt RoyalCribbonBlog.com. Um, the those guests that have not done a check-in via app before. Um, respectfully i'm not really interested in their complaints yet <laughs> um you know th- there, there are probably ways to improve this and there may be some people that have done this that have very uh r- real um gripes and and you know I, that i'm i'm all uh you know i'm all ears but yep. I, I don't know people that i've talked to people that i've cruised with from the from the blog on, on group cruises and and otherwise have really enjoyed the uh, mobile app check-in oh, yeah. uh, on Royal and on Celebrity. Now, this is just a fundamental, you know, this is, uh, you know, change. They don't like change and they don't want it. You know, change. The, the, the example, the, the, the examples I was giving, you know, what was wrong with the old system? What was, you know, everything worked fine. We don't need to do it this way. I don't want to use my phone on the, on the cruise. And, um, and listen, I tell people, number one, it's change is inevitable. Uh, in the same way that when people, when there were TVs, first of all, when there was a TV, what was wrong with radio? And then when TVs came out, uh, what's wrong? Why do we have to have a color? Black and white is totally fine. And then my parents told me this one. Why do we need cable? We've got broadcast. There's no, why am I paying extra for what we already get? And then there was paying for internet on your phone, you know, and then there was paying for uh, satellite uh, radio in your car. I mean, it's, it's one of the uh, changes inevitable. Um, and the issue for me, this is not a, a debate anymore about the, you know, do you want to have your cruise compass in digital or paper form? Which was a valid one. Actually, I like the paper form better. I'll, I freely admit that. I think it's just... I, I, I actually do too. I like having it on my phone, but I definitely like having the paper one. Yeah, absolutely. This is not about that. This is about, again, an eye on safety and health. And this is about contactless. And this is about in doing every possible thing to make sure that you and the crew and every other guest on board are not taking any extra risks necessary, especially... In the early part of all of this, where you know uh, the cruise lines are under the microscope to to restart, and they want to make very certain that they're doing they're they're not leaving any low hanging fruits, you know, leave no stone unturned kind of situation there. And I agree with everything you said, Billy. And if you do check out check it out, I think it's really easy and wonderful, and it and it works well, and and I think it's a it's an added benefit. And the idea that you're using your phone is the same way that you're like using your phone for like for work. You know, if you've got a work phone and you've got your email buzzing on there, it's just they're they're a night and day difference. But I think it's really just the fundamental. You know, do you want to use a uh, a phone on a cruise ship versus not? And everything else is secondary. But listen, that's going to be to me. It's the same way. There's the people who say I'm not willing to go on a cruise with the current uh, requirements. You know, the new added protocols, whether that's social distancing or masks or um, a shore excursion restrictions and they're willing to come back to cruising in a couple of years when those restrictions are removed. Okay. 
I mean, that, that, that's your choice. That's totally fair for something for you to do that. But that's going to be this using the app and being required to use the app is essentially uh, going to be in the same thing. I think it's a silly thing to, to get hung up on, but um, I understand that. Listen, change is not an easy thing for human beings in general. We're not usually very good with change. So uh, from that standpoint, at least I can understand that. And there, I'll, I'll, you know, for anyone with concerns about this, I will say there is one, um, there's one part of the change that I would almost guarantee you'll like, and that is that um, this will greatly reduce the odds uh, that you spend any significant length of time waiting in the terminal. Oh, I, thought gonna, I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to the drill. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, no, no longer doing the old mustard. That, if, if nothing else, that's been an benefit. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of great benefits to it. So, you know, embrace the change. This is a good change. Um, it's not the end of the world to have your phone on you in your pocket. You do it every day anyway. Um, it's not going to be that much of a change. And, uh, you know, uh, just give it a try. That's all I would say. Um, moving on to number two for me. Again, most of my wishes, Billy, you, you're looking long-term. You're looking big picture. I'm looking for the next three months here. These are all very short-term things because these are also the things that I can probably have some hope that they might see the light of day. So I'm also going for a lower bar of success here. So that way, come December 21, I can be like, hey, Billy, I got all mine, right? What happened to yours, dude? Uh, and that is... <laughs> uh, I'm looking for regular updates from Royal Caribbean on what's happening leading up to cruises restarting. And from a, corporate, from a corporate standpoint, I understand there's a fine line in terms of transparency, right? You do too much transparency, it's not good for your, for your public uh, outlook as well as your stock price as well. Um, sometimes it's good to, you know, add that fog of war to make sure that people are not, you know, there, there's not too much, you're not seeing how the sausage is being made, right? You're not seeing how Chinese food is being made. <laughs> you're kind of, you have that kind of semblance of, okay, here it is, ta-da, right? Um, that's also good from a marketing standpoint. But I do think it's advantageous for everybody involved to have some kind of regular update. Even if it is, there is no update. It's still the same. I feel like, you know, while they're dealing with a lot of moving parts, the CDC, government restrictions, um, uh, you know, what they're doing on board the ship, getting crew repatriated, you know, quarantines and all that. It would be great if they just gave some sort of a, here's where we are, like almost a barometer to at least be able to, for, for us as the public, to be able to know where, where things stand. Um, again, I, I don't expect it to be the most transparent thing out there. And they're gonna be like, well, here's all the people that are messing things up for us, or this is why this is not happening. That's, that's probably pie in the sky. But what I'm really looking for, I think, is more of a, almost stoplight effect, maybe having the, the fleet of ships and which are beginning, you know, this ship is beginning test cruises. We've applied for test cruises on this ship. Um, this ship is doing test cruises. Uh, I think it would be hugely advantageous and it would also add, I think, a sense of either uh, momentum, certainly when, you know, test cruises do begin, but also give, I, I think, make keep cruise ships relevant even when they're not being uh, offered to the public. At least it keeps them in the conversation, so to speak. Yeah. And, you know, part of this, I, I see two sides of it. So part of it may simply be that uh, they could do a better job in making most guests, guests aware of the information that they are putting out there, right? When Richard Fain uh, puts a video out there, when there's a press release, that's great if you follow Richard Fain on YouTube, if you uh, make sure and check RoyalCribbonBlog.com every day. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. 
the overwhelming majority of cruisers do not fit into those categories. And then what you have is um, information trickling in from people on Facebook groups um, or, or who knows where, and things get a little bit distorted and then people get the wrong idea about what's happening. And, and just, it makes things very cloudy. People are uncertain about what the status of things actually is. So, so it could just be that there's some improvement uh, that can be made in taking the information that's already out there and making sure that everyone gets that information. Now, I said I feel, you know, conflicted about this sort of in that the other side is you can't give too much information because they don't know. Yeah. And because if you say something that you think now and it turns out not to work out, everyone's gonna gonna flip out. Um, you know, well the. They, they must know that they're not going to sell, you know, a few weeks ago, they must know they're not going to sell in February. Why don't they just tell us that? Well, because until that decision is made, if something changes and they do sell in February, there are going to be a lot of real upset people that their can cruise was canceled and that they now have to rebook. Yep. Um, you know, cruise lines want to be ready as soon as they can. Guests want to be ready as soon as they can. Um, you can't just say, well, we're not going to book any cruises and then say, guess what guys, we were ready to sail in a month. Now let's get the books loaded up with all those bookings that we haven't been accepting over the past several months. Never mind the financial impact of that. So, uh, and again, if anything changes after they were to say that big disaster, right? So I, I sympathize with the, the challenge. So, so maybe the happy medium is just making it so that, um, the non fanatics will say, uh, have, um, have the information, I don't even want to say more easily available because it's very easily available, but presented to them um, in a more obvious way. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, th that's something that a lot of businesses and governments face that same thing. You know, 2020 is the year of, uh, uh, of, of, I don't want to say misinformation, but confusing information, right? Um, uh, about about COVID, about finances, about what's happening in cruise, about all these things. And, and how do you combat that? You make sure that everyone is working with the same information. Absolutely. The um, And you're totally right about not, you know, sometimes you just don't know. I think there's this perception that there's this master plan uh, that is constantly evolving and, there's like it looks like one of those scenes from like uh, World War II where they're planning uh, the invasion and there are these people with little models of all the ships and like they're Table moving them ship. across the board with like shuffleboard looking uh, sticks. Like no, sometimes especially now there I, I, things change daily. Though I'm sure the plan of action changes daily, so I'm not expecting certainly daily updates. But I think if they at least keep us updated as opposed to no information and then. Poof, one day, okay, uh, this ship is going to restart cruises on this day, never talking about the test sailings or anything else in yeah. there. Um, that, that, I'm trying to get a happy meeting between both extremes, essentially. Yep, and, and the more information that you can give people, that you're able to give people, and this is going to be me just whining for a second, ooh, something new and different, uh, the, the less um, Royal Caribbean will have people bombarding the call center with calls asking as if they just haven't got a hold of the call center agent that knows the the truth and isn't revealing it yep. yet. Uh, you know, like um, it'll it'd probably save them a, a good amount of grief in that way as well. Absolutely. All right, Billy, time for your last wish. Are you uh, are you wishing to set Genie free, or you got one more for us? 
that genie free. This genie's not. I'm holding this genie hostage until <laughs> I'm on, until I'm on a ship. Um, so this is a, a broad one, um, and I'm going to name some examples that fall into this category. But I'm not hung up on the specifics really. Oh. We've seen a lot of businesses in the last nine months, including cruise lines, cut out fat. You know, how can they save money, right? Um, there's a different way that I'd like to see fat cut out. I'd like to see decision fat cut out. What I mean is last year, you mentioned dress code. Uh, you also mentioned um, smoking. Those are two hot button issues or were two hot button issues. Don't we all miss when people said terrible things about each other on Facebook and message boards uh, about their opinions, differing opinions on dress codes. Wouldn't we love to get back to that place, right? Uh, legitimately, I, I kind of missed that. It's weird. Hated it before. Um, but let's take a step back and let's look at those things that sparked a lot of conversation, partially because there, wasn't, there weren't clear lines uh, and, and let's see if we can just simplify life and simplify our cruising by, uh, by doing that. So um, examples, take all of uh, th this stuff people get stuck on with dress code. Let's simplify dress code like, like you brought up uh, last year. Whether we want to get rid of a dress code, whether we say there's no dress code on these days and there's strict dress code on the, let's just Let's just make it simple and make it clear. What else? Passports. There's always conversation about passports. Well, you and I both recommend that everyone cruises with a passport. It doesn't matter where in the world, you know, where the cruise is going. You really should have a passport. And I understand Royal Caribbean wants to make it as friction-free as possible to go on cruises. So they say, well, yeah, actually you don't need a passport. But how many times does that end up with questions or problems at guest services, at check-in, you know, people reading up on the site? Um, let's make it simple. Royal Caribbean now requires passports for all guests. Um, just take all these things, gratuities. There's so many, so much arguing. Again, that's another one on, you know, Facebook and whatnot. So many, so many arguments around gratuities. Let's make it simple. Build gratuities into the cost. It's now part of the cost. Now, cruise lines don't like that. They want to keep lower lead pricing. I'm just saying take all of these things that used to create so much noise that now we look back on and we say, you know, we just want to get back to cruising. Maybe that stuff wasn't as important to argue about as before. That's, uh, and let's I, just I, simplify it. I love that. I mean, the gratuities is nothing else, but I think simplifying a lot of these things, I'm, I'm on board with that. Uh, I think it's a great idea. And I think that it's in the public interest. I mean, you know, a lot of these things, again, this goes back to change uh, because I look at uh, including gratuities part of the price great idea. I think that makes a whole lot of sense. And other people are saying, why should that be part of it to begin with? It shouldn't be part of it. And then you get into that more holistic, um, don't wear shorts in the main dining room <laughs> debate. That's been very, very pervasive. Um, but I think it's a great, I think it's a good, um, I don't say notion, but it's a good mantra certainly to have looking forward to cruises in 2021. I think if nothing else, Billy, to your point, I can say I will do this. I'm not sure if others will as well, but I will be looking at the return to cruises, um, I, I, I took cruises for granted. I think a lot of us did. I, I, we always assume there'd be cruises. It's just a matter of vacation time and, and money, but never a question of, will there be cruise ships to go on? Like That was like that was silly. It's, it's like asking, you know, will there be falafel to eat? I mean, there's always going to be falafel, right, Billy? There's always going to be falafel to eat, right? Always. Don't, don't worry. Don't, oh, don't worry, Matt. There's always going to be falafel. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, you want to make sure. I, I think that by being back on a cruise ship again 
and and seeing that to me I, you're going to stop and smell the roses a little bit more. You're going to stop. I'm, I feel like maybe I'll, I will, if I see a, a chair hog, I'd be like, eh, I don't care. I'm on a cruise ship again. Like, whatever. Like, you do you. Yep. Doesn't bother me. You know, the, the little things that seem to always irk you or question you're like, oh, what are these people thinking? Oh, I'm like, hashtag cruise ruined. I, I just don't think that's going to be as much of a concern going forward. I, I hope so. It, we can all, everyone listening, uh, and the schmuck speaking right now, we can all do our part in, in just don't sweat the small stuff and enjoy cruising. And hopefully, and you know, this is the essence of my wish, the cruise lines can help with that by just keeping things simple. Everyone's on a ship. Everyone's happy. Don't sweat the small stuff. I think it's, I think it's a great point. For my last one, let's see. I've gone after the CDC. I've gone after the cruise line, Royal Caribbean. Now I'm going after the federal government, Billy. I'm, I'm going, my wishes are, are all over the place here. I'm asking, I'm wishing for a waiver temporarily because I'm not going to go, whatever. I'm asking for a waiver on the PVSA, the Passenger Vessel Services Act, um, specifically with an eye on primarily Alaska, but I would definitely accept even one elsewhere to allow basically uh, cruise ships to be able to operate from the United States without having to stop in a foreign port. This again has a twofold advantage in my opinion. First of all, Alaska, I, I wrote this with Alaska in mind. Um, you know, Canada and the United States definitely have been seeing uh, differently in terms of their, their approach to uh, containment of COVID-19. And outside of that debate, the issue is that even if cruises are able to restart in the United States this summer, that if Canada is not on board, there are no cruises to Alaska. And this is Alaska, a lot of these port cities, you know, the Skagways of the world, um, or I guess just of Alaska primarily, um, are, are, you know, they're so dependent on tourism. And they had none this year that I think that without it again in 21 would be the death knell. And to be able to have cruises restart in the Caribbean and or in Europe, but not in Alaska, because again, of the of this, uh, antiquated law would be absolutely awful. It, it would just be a, a um, it, it would it, it would be an affront, quite frankly. So I would love to see the PVSA waiver for that, at least temporarily. Um, and on top of that, if we can learn anything from Singapore, um, the first cruise is restarting over there on Quantum. Um, cruise to nowhere would actually be a really advantage uh, option for the cruise lines to have at least initially, so that they could again trying to keep things as safe as possible operate cruises without a um without without having to stop somewhere and satisfy a 19th century law i think that it, it's win-win I, again i'm not pretending i'm not naive enough to tell you that changing laws or or temporarily waiving laws by virtue of executive action or some sort of a, a congressional act is anything but herculean but um, uh, it would be nice if, if they could do that because I think there would be a lot of benefit and really, I, I don't see a downside to it, quite frankly. Yeah, the the motivation here comes from many places, right? Previously, it was something that some cruisers wanted because they just wanted some different options, right? Eh, no real motivation to, to change at that point. Um, now, however, I, I can promise you that all sorts of business organizations, as well as um, senators and representatives from Alaska, and to to a lesser extent, but still uh, perhaps California and Oregon, 
and maybe Washington. Um, they're very motivated, right? Because they want those cruises to come back and visit their ports. Uh, it's it's a big deal economically to them, especially Alaska, because that's that's all they got, man. Um, not disparaging Alaska, I just mean those those towns that were kind of built around the cruise industry. Um, so now there's there's motivation, you know, on the on the East Coast. I don't know that we have quite as much motivation, but once the framework is there to and and I'll try and be more long term about this and say modify the PVSA, because really, if you were to waive it temporarily, it's you know, it's always hard to um I'm I'm screwing up uh, an expression right now. Uh, put the uh, put the what back in the bag. The um, put the we'll fill genie this back in, in the bottle. Put the genie back in the bottle. Thank you. Three wishes. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to put the genie back in the bottle. So once you do that, you say, okay, well, how's this going to work now, longer term? PVSA, in its it's antiquated in that it is an old law. It is not antiquated uh, to the extent that there is no reason for it. There are good reasons for the PVSA to exist. However, it doesn't mean that our only option is as it is or no PVSA. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how that could could work. And cruise lines, um, Royal Caribbean, especially, uh, I think probably NCL as uh, would be the, the big number two here in this, would really like this because years ago, guests weren't as motivated for this also because... Yeah, they enjoyed being on the ships, but it was also about the destinations. Royal Caribbean and NCL have spent a lot of money making sure that the, the ship is the destination. So yeah. if you can get cruisers to go on those cruises, stay at, stay on the ship more where the the bars and specialty restaurants stay open, the gift shop stays open, the casinos stay open, that's a win for cruise lines. And it's a win for especially towns in Alaska, but again, other places as well, uh, if we can do anything possible to get cruising back to those towns. So, yeah, uh, all, all for it. Awesome. Well, um, there you go. I mean, it, it's <laughs> I mean, it's hard to know. Like I said, I, I made my wishes about the. Uh, the short term, certainly. Um, and I think that we all certainly just wish for cru- to be this at this point. Next year, you and I talking, Billy, and actually having cruises to to look at. This not being theoretical, but like having maybe not the whole fleet back. Um, I, I'm not sure that I'm willing to go to. Not that I don't want the whole fleet back, but you know what I mean. Like it just, I'm not sure it's really practical or realistic. What to do you back. have against Allure of the Seas? <laughs> but it would be great to be able to be in a situation where we're talking more about tangible cruise stuff than theoretical um certainly so yeah let us hope for the for best sure. here and uh and of course if you're looking for uh billy's uh intriguing look at the cruise industry as well as my favorite which of course is uh late uh 1980s early 1990s cruise wear photos uh cruisehabit.com is definitely the place you want to check out uh, billy has a great assortment of cruise related content not just royal Caribbean, but the entire cruise industry and it's a, it's a great resource to check out. So, uh, Billy, thank you for joining us here once again this year. And uh, May 2021 involved far more haircuts for you and uh, a few more cruises, too, while we're at it. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's always a pleasure. But I'm hopeful and confident that it's going to be a much bigger pleasure next year. So look forward to doing it again.